0: This program is powered by Tascam. Tascam's mini studio creator, US 42 is your new personal production and online broadcast studio featuring a professional quality audio interface and a number of unique real time effects. The mini studio creator delivers everything you need for your podcast or webcast. Find out more at Tascam.com part of the Gibson family of brands.
1: Hi, this is Kevin Eastman co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you're listening to me on the turtle power podcast. Cowabunga dude.
2: Live from the sewers, this is the Turtle Power Podcast.
0: This is your audio source for all the news, reviews, and insight into the world of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now join your hosts, Brian, yeah. Alex, awesome. and Garvey. Bossa Nova! Bossa yeah. Nova? Chevy Nova? Excellent! Yeah!
2: Now it's time for the Turtle Power Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Turtle Power Podcast. That's right, we are back with a special episode here. Welcoming back for the third time on the show, the one and only Kevin Eastman. And he's got a special new project that he's... uh, really excited to share with everyone so we'll get to that a little later in the show but first let's get into some news
0: the authorities won't talk to us but they might talk to a tv news reporter how do i look
1: uh great
0: general april o'neill channel 9 news uh channel 6
2: news so what's with the get up you a news reporter? Ha!
0: <laughs> In another lifetime, maybe. This is April O'Neil, Channel 6 News. April O'Neil, Channel 3 Eyewitness News. This is April O'Neill, Channel 3 News.
2: So I'll be handling the news duties here by myself, and then uh, Darby's going to be joining me for the interview with Kevin. Uh, unfortunately, Alex uh, was busy at a wedding, not his own, someone else's, but... Uh, Unfortunately, he wasn't able to join us, so uh, we'll be having him back on the show hopefully next time. So, now this isn't really news, but I did want to give a shout out to all of the TMNT podcasts out there. You know, we are kind of the, I guess we're the old dog in the yard here. Uh, we've we've been around the longest, but uh, and we certainly don't put out as much content as a lot of these other shows, so... So I just wanted to give a shout out to you know in no particular order but uh uh the the good guys over at Turtle Soup uh a couple of F- Florida boys over there as well uh the the guys over at Turtle Flakes uh another great show there uh Turtle Power Pod the the uh confusing Turtle Power Pod not Turtle Power Podcast but Turtle Power Pod uh the Ninja Turtle Power Hour which I don't know if I've listened to them or not um there's the buya show uh turtle Calm, tmnt dare talk which uh i do mention in kevin's uh interview because uh he had done an interview with uh that uh, fine gentleman uh at tmnt dare talk which uh, as you can guess is not from america and then a brand new show brand new podcast called tmnt minute Uh, And this is uh, by the group that uh, where they where they basically they break down a variety of movies one minute at a time. So each episode covers one minute from that movie. And so if a movie is 180 minutes long, then there's 180 episodes that they got to work through. And it's a daily podcast. So um, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. <laughs> how long the 1990 film is, but that's the one they're covering and uh, it's it's very entertaining listening to it. so I want to give them a shout out as well. Uh, new for uh, iOS devices, TMNT iMessage stickers are now available in the iMessage app store. so uh, you can check out a link to that in the show notes as well as all of the other links that we'll be talking about throughout the show as always. Uh Kevin's got a really cool story um that was uh done on him uh, by CBS8 out in San Diego in uh, preparation for the uh San Diego Comic-Con. Uh nice little video that goes with that. This is his 32nd year at San Diego Comic-Con. We bring that up in the show. And uh they actually have some footage of him back at uh back in the late 80s at comic-con so it's pretty wild uh getting to see (laughs) how much it's changed but and how much kevin's changed or how much he hasn't changed uh it's interesting so take a look at that um another uh interview with kevin uh by uh san diego union tribune uh it says in uh, kevin eastman enjoys a victory lap at comic-con and then tmnt secret of the sewer exhibit is uh open at the Reading Public Museum in Reading, Pennsylvania. So if you're up in the northeast and uh you have the ability to uh check out this uh this event, this museum event, go check it out. And so that's going to do it for some of our quick news bites. Uh and we're gonna go and head in well, we don't have any video game news this week. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing going on in the video game world. But uh, let's go into TV news. So obviously this is going to be our annual San Diego Comic-Con uh, retrospect. Uh, review, not really review, we're not reviewing San Diego Comic-Con, but we're going to be talking about a lot of the news that's come out of this year's Comic-Con, as every year there's a lot of turtle news that comes out of uh, San Diego Comic-Con, So, uh, and uh, once again, Rosemary from Ninja Pizza has a lot of great coverage uh, over, uh, you can either check out uh, ninjapizza.net or you can head over to facebook.com slash ninjapizza. And, uh, check out all of the, uh, great posts that she's got. Um, so, uh, for the, uh, the TV panel that they had, um, they had, they showed, uh, I think it was the entire episode that, uh, Kevin wrote, uh, that's coming up here in season five, uh, which is, uh, basically a flashback episode to, uh, when the turtles were baby turtles, gotta love baby turtles. And, um, they didn't really talk about much beyond uh, season five, uh, really at all. Uh, so this is this is kind of a, a last hurrah for uh, for the current iteration of the Nick Turtles. Um, strangely enough, uh, there's an uh, once again there's another DVD releasing September twelfth with uh, more episodes that will be in the DVD that will have not aired yet. Once again, this happened earlier uh with the uh, the last dvd release so uh strange i don't know what, what is going on over there but uh i do know that uh they have uh just officially finished their last recording session over at nick turtles so uh uh they are they are wrapping up shop over there so and right now we're in the middle of the usagi yojimbo uh trilogy on uh nick turtles Uh, I gotta say, uh, I'm loving what, uh, what they've done with the, this, uh, this mini series, if you will. And it, it really, it feels more like a three episode Usagi Yojimbo animated series featuring the Ninja Turtles. I mean, that's really what it feels like. It doesn't feel like a tales of the TMNT, what, but, um, Interestingly enough, if you go, you know, if you compare to the comics, you know, you see that a lot more often. You know, with the even in the IDW uh TMNT Universe um series, I mean you'll have entire issues without the turtles in them at all. So it's definitely is taking a page from that book, uh pun intended. And um uh you know, interestingly enough, this first part uh the first part, the Yojimbo is entitled Yojimbo. So the big, it's really cool how they did it. Um, and actually it reminds me of uh, something that they've done over on uh, the Clone Wars, the Star Wars Clone Wars uh, series, where they even frame for frame will, will basically copy uh, influences from other movies. So in this one, Yojimbo is actually a film named Yojimbo, <laughs> which translates to The Bodyguard. Uh, it's a Kurosawa film. Uh, if you don't know who um, Kurosawa was, is uh, a prolific uh, and very influential um, director, uh, Japanese director, uh, and uh, made a lot of, uh, you know, Seven Samurai. Um, was it uh, uh, obviously Yojimbo, and is it Hidden Fortress? I, I'm pulling that off the top of my head. I can't remember if that's the exact name of it. But anyway, that's the other one. That's that's the uh, big influence of star Wars. So, uh, it all kind of wraps around in a circle here, but, um, so part two just aired this past, uh, this past Sunday, uh, and we should get a part three coming up this weekend. I hope so. Um, as a reminder, there's 20 episodes scheduled for season five. And, uh, we're only, um, we're only a few episodes in to season five so far. So we've got a ways to go. Uh, throughout season five, through this uh, Tales of the TMNT season. Um, and we've got, of course, the big 80s crossover. I think that's a trilogy as well, a three-parter uh, that's coming up as well that we've been waiting for for a while. So, um, Oh, and we can't leave TV news without <laughs> without once again getting our splinter quotes of the week. Wisdom Wednesdays. Now, this was an interesting one on July 12th. It was actually a a trivia. (laughs) It said, Splinter's phone is in the shape of what? Turtle, pizza, hamburger, or wheel of cheese? And so you had to reply, and then you found out if you got it right or not. Well, I replied, and I got it correct. It's wheel of cheese. So I assumed they were referring to the Nick Turtles version of Splinter, Which, uh, yes, he does have the little wheel of cheese uh, phone. So um, Let's see, we got some other ones here, July 19th. Where there's a will, there's a way. Especially if that will is Michelangelo's desire for jelly bean jalapeno pizza. Mmm, deep. (laughs) July 26th. Failure in planning is a plan for failure. This is why it is always important to have a shopping list for pizza toppings. Oh, always comes back around to pizza. And uh, lastly, today, this, uh, this is the one we got just earlier today. Even the most perfect plan cannot survive contact with the enemy or the anger of Raphael. I don't know why is why is Splinter gotta be bringing that up. I mean, you know, Raph's got you know he's he's passionate. I don't call it. He's passionate. It's not it's not always anger. Anyway, all right, that's gonna do it for TV news. Let's get into collecting news. From As always, there's a lot of collecting news that comes out of San Diego Comic Con. And always a lot of collecting news for the turtles coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. Um, a couple of uh, websites to check out, uh news.toyarc.com, and uh, youtube.com slash uh, Pixeldan. Pixeldan's always on top of the uh, turtles news especially. So uh, do want to give a shout out to uh, both Pixeldan and Turtle Soup for their great coverage of uh, all the uh, collecting news uh coming out of uh, comic I'll I'll uh I, I know in the in years past we've we've gone over all the pictures and uh talked about every single picture of every single action figure that they've announced but uh well we're not going to do that this year so uh we'll just go over the uh, I'm sure you've all seen it already anyway so we'll just uh cover uh just the highlights here uh so for playmates uh new playmates next year Based on the new show that uh, will be debuting next year, uh, next fall. So the uh, figures themselves uh, should be debuting at New York Toy Fair uh, in February of 2018. Uh, Of course, there was the Ghostbusters TMNT crossover action figures, uh, and these are going to be coming out mid to late October and they're going to be exclusive to Target. And these are in that larger-scale format, uh, similar to the WWE TMNT crossover uh, figures. So a little bit bigger than the uh, the standard TMNT action figures that uh, come out from Playmates. And uh, there was also a 12-inch Usagi figure. Uh, this was really the year of Turtles and Usagi because you had the... Uh, the action figure exclusive at uh, at Comic Con. There's this 12 inch Usagi figure that's exclusive to Walmart that was announced. That's coming August 7th, so just around the corner here. And then uh, the uh, the the comic book uh, written by uh, the great Stan, uh Stan Sakai, uh, and um, uh, so that came out uh, I think that weekend or that week maybe. And then obviously the the animated series which we were just referring to so uh this was definitely the the usagi yojimbo turtles uh comic-con year so on the NECA front uh a lot of you know it's interesting you know NECA made those those tmnt mirage figures a while back and like they just were so popular and so um uh i mean the the supply could not meet the demand and uh, uh, it's just interesting to see where we're at now where NECA has got they've been able to figure out ways because of all the licensing issues with with Playmates and everything where they've wanted to make more action figures and um, they've now been able to basically figure out ways to do it Uh, and it's through these events and basically making special versions of figures that that Playmates um, don't have the rights for so um once again pixel dan had a great interview with randy falk uh from neca and we got a link to that in the show notes but uh the the main uh topics are a quarter scale uh this, the quarter scale series is going to be continuing now this is the um the quarter scale versions that are on sale you can find them they're out in the wild that um, toys r us i know um the only one that hasn't been released of the turtles so far is mikey Uh, Leo, Dunn, and Raph are out there. You're looking at around $100 uh, for each of these, of course, based on the 1990 film. Uh, Mikey is on his way, um, coming later this year. But uh, they've also announced that uh, there's going to be an accessories pack, which is going to include the baby turtles. (laughs) Once again, baby turtles. Um, uh, Little pizza. Uh, pizza box. Um, Mike's Hand, a replacement from Mike's Hand uh, with the spinning nunchucks. Um, there's also going to be a it continuing again in that quarter scale is uh, Raph in the Trench Coat uh, from the 90 film. Yes, with Jose Canseco Bat. And there's also going to be a Shredder and Foot Clan coming, uh, action figures coming in 2018. So uh, that Raffin trench coat, I think is coming, um, later 2017. So, uh, very excited that this is continuing. These are top quality figures. I mean, you know, we've talked in the past about how some of these, uh, figurines, figures, miniature statues, um, some of the prices of these things for what you're getting are just astronomical. And you look at a situation like this with NECA where they make such high quality products at, Prices that are definitely reasonable. And uh, just very, uh, very happy to see that. So in addition to the quarter scale, they're also going to be doing some prop replicas. They've got a Casey Jones mask that's going to be coming out as well as a mutagen canister. Uh, And then there's also going to be a four-figure Dimension X set. And uh, they've announced um, that, again, these are going to be based uh, on the... um, Video game uh, versions of these characters, so uh, they announced Slash, General Trag, Granitor, and the fourth one is not announced yet. Uh, but uh, I think this what they said this was the first ever Granitor. I think they said this was the first time Granitor has ever been made into an action figure. So um, that you know, they have that kind of pixelated paint job on them like the uh the turtles did last year for comic-con so uh yeah they just they look fantastic and uh you know great job to the uh folks over there at NECA for uh just really nailing it on all these products um so leaving uh San Diego Comic-Con I just wanted to touch on a couple other little things so I was watching a, a, a uh <laughs> uh a mint in box 1990 technodrome um the original technodrome you know f- from the original uh, action figure line from playmates and uh factory sealed and this was coming from Mirage Studios so uh if you don't know um uh, the uh, the the original Mirage Studios um still uh, owned by Peter Laird uh, has basically been Emptying out all their storage <laughs> for years now and uh, just kind of slowly putting stuff up on eBay. And uh, this was one of those items. Final winning bid $2,050. Oh, that was a tough one. Uh, not tough due to the fact that, like, oh, maybe I should get it, maybe I shouldn't. Just, it's just tough to understand that that was a really, hard to find a vehicle if you want to call it a vehicle play set um when when we were young and uh now it's it's not only hard to find but it's also gonna cost you an arm and a leg so that was just kind of disappointing to see but i guess maybe not so surprised um uh, let's see oh yeah Okay, so this is a brand new Kickstarter. Uh, Not to be confused with another Kickstarter, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But uh, this is going to be uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Action Figure Encyclopedia. The first TMNT action figure book. A coffee table book of TMNT figures, vehicles, and accessories. From 1988 all the way to 2017. And uh, there's a Kickstarter for this project. And I believe it's up and running right now. So see if I take a look at, I think, uh, rich over at, uh, uh, the, uh, TMNT, uh, Ninja Turtles blog. Uh, yes, it is, uh, it is up and running right now. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, this is where I saw it from was from him, but, um, uh, they're looking for $58,000 is the goal. They're already up to 19 and a half. So, uh, and they've still got 33 days to go. So, Uh, take a look um it looks i mean the the samples they've got are very high quality um uh, they're they're gonna have a glossary i mean some great photos in there so uh definitely take a look at this and uh this might be the closest i'm gonna get to owning a uh (laughs) to owning a uh, 1990 technodrome but uh it's okay. We've got a baby now. A baby, will get toys. Ooh, maybe I buy the Technodrome and say it's for the baby. What do you think? Can I pull that off? Yeah, no, no, it ain't, ain't going to work. All right. So let's uh, get out of collecting news and head into the very exciting comics news. I strike two on my way down.
0: Donatello takes out a
1: third with his staff. Already the pudgy ones are starting to panic Raph loves this stuff He's not alone
2: Why is he narrating?
0: Is he crazy? Hardcore crazy I love these guys!
2: So, for comics news coming out of uh, San Diego Comic Con (laughs) It's funny, you know, because if you, if you listen to the show you know I wasn't a super big fan of uh of this first volume but uh you know it's okay i i am it's not like I'm disappointed they're making a volume 2 but uh it's just an interesting uh, choice personally but uh Ghostbusters crossover volume 2 number 1 is hitting stores Wednesday November 1st 2017 so obviously sales were uh were there for uh volume 1 and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's really what matters. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's going to be, uh, coming out. So, yeah. there's, I guess, uh, maybe Ghostbusters, TMNT crossovers were, uh, battling against TMNT Usagi Ojimbo crossovers, uh, over at Comic-Con. So, yeah, it, it you know, it, it's, it's all good. It's all good. So, uh, if, uh, you're looking forward to that November 1st. And uh, we got a link to that over at uh, comicbookresources.com, cbr.com. Uh, IDW Dimension X Weekly. is got, It's actually started, it came out today, number one. And I uh, wanted to give a special shout out to this because uh, amazing cover art by uh, recent guest on the show, Nick Petara, And uh, writing by Paul Aller. And um, inside, interior art by pablo tunica i hope i'm saying uh pablo's name right tunica uh and uh yeah i'm uh, definitely looking forward to this uh little mini series uh because yeah it's it's been a little bit since we've had one of these uh little um you know this is i guess reminiscent to uh bebop and rock Story destroy everything it's probably the last time we had one of these um, these little uh, side pieces, and uh, I think Nick did the artwork for those covers too. So it works out. Um, you know, with all this Usagi Yojimbo uh, uh, TMNT news that's been coming out, uh, I thought it would be uh, helpful for all us TMT uh, fans to uh, have a little uh, reading guide for uh, if if you're interested in going back and uh, checking out more Usagi, um, material. Uh, so the Usagi Yojimbo, um, are currently published by, uh, Dark Horse. And, uh, so we've got a link in the show notes, uh, which basically has, uh, all the, uh, trade paperbacks that you can, uh, check out and, uh, catch up with all the Usagi, uh, stories. So, uh, and, and surprisingly, it's really not that much as far as collected works, like, uh, um, I mean, there's a lot of individual issues, but rather than collecting every single individual issue, they've got some um, some great uh, collected pieces that uh, really get everything, um, uh, and including the old uh, Usagi Turtles crossovers stories. So uh, those are all uh, those are all there. So uh, there's a nice uh, article of uh, Stan uh, reuniting Usagi and, and the Turtles. Um, There's a a nice article about that in the show notes. I want to mention this TMNT Inside Out Director's Cut uh, hardcover. This is going to be collecting the Inside Out story from TMNT Universe issues one through five from IDW. This is the um, the little story in the uh, back of the issues. um, That was basically, it was one story that was split over the five issues. And uh, yeah, and Kevin did this whole this whole piece here so um this special hardcover release of this short story is going to be featuring unseen layouts and design art it's going to be available october 18th 2017 and uh speaking of uh kevin uh one of his uh gosh i think this came out maybe like 92 90 maybe 90 91 92 93 uh, this is one of his side projects from back then, and this was called Ronin Bebop. And, uh, let's see here. It was, uh, it just says early nineties. That's all it says on the, uh, the press release. But, uh, so I'll read the, um, uh, the description here, but it, it is, you know, made by a lot of the, uh, the old, uh, turtles guys, uh, Simon Beasley, Eric Talbot, uh, and Tom Scullen a madcap collection featuring zombies superheroes aliens murderers mutant animals sounds familiar and more in these rarely seen stories six tales of insanely oh insanity uh from the twisted minds of kevin eastman simon bisley eric talbot and tom scullen uh get their chance to shine Uh, reprinting a combination of full color and black and white stories from small print run independent publishing efforts of the early 90s and uh, this is going to be um, distributed by IDW so uh, this is going to be coming out November 29th 2017 so for some retro comics goodness check that out Uh, Comics release schedule, as always, I just mentioned Rich earlier, TMNT-NinjaTurtles.com. He's always uh, got the most up-to-date release dates for everything TMNT Comics. Uh, So really quickly, as always, we'll go over the uh, highlights here. IDW Series 73, releasing as I'm recording this portion right now, today, August uh, 2nd now the longest running tmnt comic book series in history uh and uh rich actually helped with getting a special cover uh for this up uh, for this issue um i think i'm caught up to 71 i think uh is where i'm at in the series i gotta i gotta get 72 i didn't get a chance to uh, you know if you haven't had a kid yet you have no idea for all the uh, for all of the dads out there in the moms that are listening you guys know it's <laughs> it's it's hard to keep up to, with things um tmt universe issue 13 is releasing august 23rd uh as we mentioned just a second ago uh tmt dimension x five issue weekly series uh number one is uh released august 2nd uh tmt usagi yojimbo one shot uh has been released in, uh, now I'm a little confused. I know it's out digitally. The hardcover is supposed to be out, but I, I ordered it on Amazon and it's saying it's not going to be available till September 19th. So, uh, I'm not sure what the exact status is of that, but, uh, uh, mine's pre-ordered. So I'm, I'm getting ready to, uh, to, uh, check that out as soon as it arrives on the IDW adventures, uh, front, uh, Last episode, we talked about Robot Animals. That's the uh, new um, mini series they're doing over on the uh, Ad- Amazing Adventures side. Uh, Robot Animals number two is out now. Number three is going to be releasing September 13th. Uh, on the Mirage side, uh, we had previously talked about the Eastman and Laird's Mirage Studios covers hardcover, uh, which is basically a collection of all of the covers from the uh, Mirage series. Uh, that's now been delayed without a new release date. so uh, stay tuned and uh, we'll uh, keep you up to date on that one because uh, I'm looking forward to that personally. Uh, tales of the TMNT volume 8 is uh, out now. Uh, that collects uh, Mirage tales of the TMNT volume 2 issues 22 through 25. Volume 9, which is going to be collecting issues 26 through 30. Uh, has been delayed as well. Uh, no release date on that one either, so stay tuned on that one as well. On the Archie front, uh, TMNT Adventures Volume 14 Trade Paperback, uh, is which collects TMNT Ad- Archie Adventures uh, issues 58 through 61, is uh, still slated for a November 22nd release. Now the second longest-running <laughs> TMNT series. So uh, that is going to be it for comics news. Let's get into a very brief mention into some movie news.
1: Yeah, 122.
0: 122 and an 8? 122 and an 8. Terrific. Where the heck is 122
2: and an 8? You're standing on it, dude. So I mentioned at the beginning of the show... Uh, all of the TMNT podcasts, at least all of them that I could find, uh, and uh, including the newest one, the TMNT Minute. And uh, as I mentioned, they are going through that uh, amazing, amazing 1990 film. And they brought up uh, a couple of uh, things at the very beginning, which was the the FHE intro, uh little sound effect. Um, and man, that brought back some memories hearing that. So let's see if I can't, uh, let's see if I can't bring it up here. That's right. Family home entertainment, man. That brought me back when I heard that uh, that, so they brought up that and they also brought up this, uh, this TMNT, uh, so this is only from the VHS, right? So that was from the VHS. And then this, this commercial was from that 1990 film VHS. It was a Pizza Hut commercial with a kid who's basically playing baseball and, uh, he's out in the outfield and he's really bored and, uh, the ball gets hit to him and he's like, Oh, what's going on? I have no idea what's happening. And then he just, he kind of looks up and he sees there, there's a ball coming. And he just kind of closes his eyes and lifts his glove up in the air and he catches it. And so then the crowd goes, wild, his team mates go wild. And so, you know, he saves the game and they all go to play pizza hut <laughs> and celebrate afterwards. He's like, yeah, I totally knew what I was doing, dude. I just like, was like, yo I'm going to get that ball. And you know what? I got that ball. So. Um, I don't know what, I never really put it together, but I don't know what that's kind of teaching kids. (laughs) It's basically like, yeah. So if you have, you know, kind of ADD and you're just kind of, you're just kind of out there and not really doing much, not really paying attention in life and, uh, an opportunity, uh, to, to do something great comes your way. Just close your eyes. It'll be fine. You know, it'll be all good. You don't even really have to try. Everything will work out Um, just like perfectly. You'll be the hero just because, you know, just because. Right. That's that's I think that's the I think that's the story. (laughs) I think that's what I got out of that. So but anyway, um, nonetheless, it, it was it was it was funny seeing that 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 commercial. I had not seen that in a very, very long time. So with that. Uh, let's get into our very, very special interview for the third time. (laughs) It's still special. Even no matter, we could have this guy on every episode and it would be an amazing piece of audio every single time because he is just so, I mean, what can you say about him? It's Kevin Eastman. Who the heck is that? Wayne Gretzky on steroids? Attack! once again joining us on the turtle power podcast uh third time just like our friends over at the uh, turtle flakes kevin you're getting really good at this uh, podcasting thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you know considering you know i i my my iphone still runs on steam power or coal or something you know so it's, <laughs> the technology is still something i'm I'm desperately trying to catch up on, so I appreciate the tolerance and you guys having me back <laughs> on. Oh,
2: it's always, always a pleasure. It. Always a pleasure. Uh, Kevin, you just uh, returned from your, uh, did I get this right? Your 32nd San Diego Comic-Con?
1: You first let me adjust my dependence. Uh Yes, yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, no, I love that. Uh, you know, when I first went to comic-con uh, peter, actually it was peter and i our first comic-con was uh, uh, 1985 um and you know it's just been so wonderful not only you know seeing how much has grown and how much has changed but it really is reflective of you know our industry in many ways where you know uh you know I, I, one part of me misses the old days where you it's more like a comic book flea market kind of thing and there's lots of artists i mean you can see frank millers and john uh, jack kirby's and people like that walking around well you can still see a lot of those celebrity guys but it's it's different it's more like this pop culture celebration that uh, uh i remember bringing somebody um you know a couple of years ago to their first uh, first comic-con and they just said my goodness this is like the happiest place on earth everybody here is just happy to be here amongst friends uh, that sharing similar interests and and uh yeah it's a it's a treat and this was an exceptionally fun one, because we not only um, got to see... Uh, I get to hang out uh, specifically with my old buddy Stan Sakai. Um, yeah. You know, oh, he's just the loveliest. He's just the coolest guy. And uh, we get to premiere his uh, um, uh, new Ninja Turtle-Yusagi uh, crossover with IDW. We also get to premiere and give the, the, the fans a sneak peek at the uh, yusagi Ujimbo uh, Turtles crossover in the animated show, which is fantastic. yeah. Um, yeah.
2: yeah, the and, first part... Uh... Yeah came out last weekend it was very good very very good it was even cool the flashback how it was it was his art from uh, uh, the Usagi comics that was awesome nice touch yeah
1: well done they're, they're you know Nickelodeon is just a they're just a pleasure to work with they really you know they have such great care and they, they're really respectful you know they they respect all the turtles they really love uh, and embrace the turtles and, and, and making you know bringing Usagi back into the turtles universe after all these years was really a dream come true for Cyr Neely and Nickelodeon, and, and certainly myself as well. So, what a treat.
2: Yeah, and I know there's uh, uh, some, some changes coming in the future for the Nickelodeon Turtles, and we're definitely looking forward to seeing those. But uh, um, speaking of uh, uh, announcements, uh, Darby, you want to take the next question?
0: Oh, yeah, Kevin. I've been following you a lot on Facebook lately, and you've been posting a lot of stuff about you know, this Kickstarter campaign you've got with uh, Drawing Blood. Uh, what is what is that about I mean, I've read it and I've, it seems about uh, a, a comic it's like the story of being a comic book artist with all these other great touches like and it it launches soon and I think it on the first in a couple of days so what's that all about
1: yeah we wanted to do um, I've been really inspired by Kickstarter over the last uh, bunch of years we you know I love seeing all the comic book properties and you know we, we supported a, 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 a quite a few of them um, you know I, I feel like it just reminded me you know, from the earliest days of Peter and I with the uh, with the Ninja Turtles, is that we we did our own Kickstarter, but it was mostly with family and friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> For money, um, but I love the purity and the simplicity and the independent nature of you know these these um, uh, creators that wanted to have a complete vision, a unique vision that you know wasn't something that had to be changed or tweaked to some different publisher's level of what their idea should should be. And, um with drawing blood, it just felt like. You know, kind of going back to my roots, and and I had this idea probably, I don't know, probably about ten years ago. I started making notes on a um, uh, on this concept of having a character that um, uh, uh, existed in the world of comic books because I don't really, you know, see it from the creator side, if you will. I've never seen a comic of, of this type, and uh, I started working with David Maloney, developing some other ideas, and 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 we, you know, sort of told him about what I want to do with this comic character. Uh, he quickly came up with the title of "Drawing Blood," and what we wanted to do was base this story, the characters, the adventures of Shane Bookman, uh, um, uh, that had a, a little, uh, a little bit of me in there, maybe 10%, but more importantly, you know, going back from, you know, stories that I've read about, you know, Wally Wood and and Will Eisner and Jack Kirby and and the different trials and tribulations and successes and the in the you know the non-successes that they had, the difficult times, especially Wally Wood, um, through you know um, my personal interactions as friends with a lot of the image guys and you know Alan yeah. Moore's and and Frank Miller's and s- there's so many great stories that it, uh, that you know even aren't completely told in the pages of Comics Journal, if you will. Um, but I feel there was a, a way to come up with sort of this um, completely fictional true story of a character that had success um way too young uh went crazy and much like you might see a rock star or a uh, um uh, uh you know a, a sports star uh, um you know this this you know stuff happens way too young and you have to go through a lot of paces and a lot of craziness um to then try to remember what got you into this business in the first place which is um the, the passion for you know drawing comics or playing music or, or sports and so we we sort of cobble this idea of all things comic, all different kinds of stories, all into this structural, this semi-foundation that resembles uh, the rise of the turtles, um, but it's not the turtles. I even exist in the world of uh, drawing blood, uh, of course. All things comics just, uh, exist exist in, in that world, and it's uh, you know, if you had to sort of break it down into um, a few components, it could be you know, a, a dash of Breaking Bad, a dash of uh, Spinal Tap, a dash of uh, <laughs> one of my favorite movies, uh, Armadeus, a uh, little Sin City, a little comic book Confidential, um, and we sort of put this guy through his paces, and that was, you know, much like how you'd approach anything, you know, trying to come up with a good story with engaging characters that you can sort of twist and turn and, and put through some pretty interesting, fantastical stories. That was that was our dream with uh, with this concept, drawing blood.
2: And I, uh, I know you've got... Uh few collaborators on this uh shane bookman i think is one of them and is that right or i saw that uh he you and him were trading some pretty funny tweets over the uh (laughs) over the comic con oh yeah
1: well shane is you know again we this legend of shane bookman um he really is he's a fictional you know we say it's a completely true story about a fictional character um and so we've Created this, um, you know, the scenario where Shane is a real character. He in you know 1992, him and his brother Paul put out a comic book, the uh, radically re- rearranged Ronan ragdolls. and ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, so they had they had great success for uh, uh, great success for about a decade, and, and then and then uh, the the they the creators imploded. One you know sort of retired, the other one just went crazy. Which you one know, are you, Kevin? <laughs> you know I, I always you know when I point to um, like some of the teaser art we sent to you is like that that panel where Shane's in a gunfight you know um <laughs> I have never been in a gunfight <laughs> and, and hopefully never will um I was say, like that's time. the fun of, of you know creating cuz people can look at it and go hey is that you and it's like man if, you know if I did half the stuff we're going to do to this guy in this series I wouldn't be here today um but that's the fun of of creating a character that has you know um you know, whether it's, a, you know, Indiana Jones or Jason Bourne, you know, it's a fic- completely fictional, true character that you put in some real life circumstances. That uh, makes it so much fun and, and, you know, the right the right level of comedy, the right level of drama, uh, suspense and heartbreak. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun story. So David uh, David Avalone and I are officially the co-creators. Um, the awesome and incredible Ben Bishop, an old friend of mine from Maine is going to be the main series the artist. Um, oh, yeah. I'll be doing pages, uh, the flashbacks and pages in, uh, uh, probably, you know, if you, if you're looking at individual issues, um, I'd be doing a couple pages of flashbacks and, and, and moments in the ongoing series. Uh, we've got the incredible, uh, Troy Little, who's going to be doing the adaptation of the, uh, of the radically rearranged, rearranged Ronan ragdolls over my layouts. And, uh, um, yeah it's, it's going to be a lot of twisted fun all set in the world of art all set in our <laughs> world the world of comics
2: you know it, it's interesting because uh, obviously as a comics uh, producer you, uh, you've got to have a multitude of skills not just the art but also the storytelling uh, so it, and it's interesting because obviously you've proven to you're able to do all of them, but uh, it, it, I mean, at least on the IDW, and it sounds like on this one as well, you've been focusing more on the um, on the writing, on the uh, on the story, and then just kind of doing uh, just kind of layouts. Is that right?
1: Yeah, in this case, it's been you know Ben. Ben certainly doesn't need my help with the layouts, but it's been you know my position in in you know comics these days besides you know you know the, the the years of you know being a publisher of heavy metal you know all the stories that i've you know written and then la- laid out and, and done with simon bisley to you know i look at you know drawing blood in some capacity similar to my my job at idw with the new ongoing turtle series Is i get to work you know there i get to work with the incredible tom waltz who's the head writer and uh, does such a fantastic job but you know tom and and, and bobby and i uh, Bobby Kern, all the series editor we will sit in and we'll plot out the story. So we basically come up with the stories together. Tom will do the finished scripts. And then uh, I'll do, uh, you know, covers and some of the backup stories or like I did with Sienkiewicz on the Turtles Universe. Um, but then I'll do a complete story on my own. Like the, I've done a couple graphic novels and uh, I've got a, uh, another one I'm working on that uh, a Turtles graphic novel hope, will come out next year. Um, but it's, with drawing blood, it's a similar approach that, you know, I'm involved in every step of the way, but I get to work with some, some really fantastic, uh, collaborators and creators that will, will help bring this to life, um, as well as they can. I mean, my goodness, you look at, you know, the turtle comic series and it's like, the story is, you know, a critical and and important component, but then you throw in, you know, Mateus Santucolo or Corey Smith or Dan, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these smogs, I love those guys so much, um, and I also hate them because they all draw better than I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, they make it look yeah, they, easy. They do.
2: It's, it's, yeah. it's very true, but, uh, you know, it's I think it's um, true across uh, multiple different um, multimedia genres that you, the story has to be there, though. Uh, if, if You can have a lot of pretty pictures, but if there's no story to, to back it up, then... Uh, it all kind of falls apart. So, uh, kudos to to you and Tom and to Bobby because it, I know it, we're not the only ones to say this. This is this has been the best turtle series ever. It's absolutely fantastic.
1: Well, you know, and, and you, I can't express to you enough how much that means to us because we really, you know, we feel like we're we're all on the same side of the fence, if you will. I mean, us and you, in that we when we sit down and, and plot out these things and, and the stories that we we, we write, um, we like write them for us first you know and and then you know i just think you know if you can keep the heart and soul in there and, and keep everything you know in perspective um you know hopefully that will you know have the fans join us and you know uh, your support for i mean i think we just finished over san diego issue 75 uh which is a well, i think that's 73 is just coming out now in august and then uh Um, But, yeah, we have ideas, um, pretty solid ideas of where we're taking it um, every issue straight through issue 100 in 2019 and and having way too much fun. we just really (laughs) having a great time. That's awesome. Nice.
0: Hey, Kevin, you were talking about you know, all these other projects you have, and we've had fans send us a few questions on Twitter that they want us to ask you. And uh Jake Redding uh at G underscore Redding sent us a question that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh speaking of projects, he asked uh have you thought about writing a story for a TMNT video game?
1: Oh, I'd love to. Um I really like that, you know, I, I love the one that Tom did for the most recent, you know, IDW the video game based on the Turtles uh, IDW universe. Um but to, to me it's like you know i think why i would love to even more now than ever is that back when you know peter and i were doing it and the early nintendo games and those systems it really there wasn't a story <laughs> um but you know, just the action and, and i just love the you know the complexity and the level of um storytelling and, and the things that you can do in a video game today so that is i mean that's something i would dearly love to do in fact you know to take it one step further if you know and, and i've Address this question at a, a lot of conventions uh, that Courtney and I do over uh, each year. Is that um, if there were to be another movie produced on the Turtles, I would love to see it be an animated movie. I'd love to see it be based on the IDW Turtle okay. Universe because I think that would that would give it the right attitude, the right edge, and uh, the right feel that I think could really resonate as a as a great movie.
2: Absolutely, uh, I couldn't could not disagree or I could not agree more. I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I heard you. Uh, uh, you did a uh, that interview with there. Uh, uh, it's the German Turtles podcast. I, I, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to uh, to do German, but I remember you hear. I heard you say that on there, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that sounds like the best thing ever!" So
1: we um, so the best of both worlds. We can do a, a movie based on the IDW Turtles and do a video game to go with it. Oh, there <laughs> it is. That would be fantastic. There,
2: there it is. Um, you know we we're. We were talking about uh, you know writing a little bit ago, and um, it was something that we talk about here a lot is, is on, the, on the show is like, like kind of like a character study, where we've got um, uh, you know there, there was this uh, I think it was season one of the Nick series, uh, the A team versus the B team, where Leo and Raph uh, teamed up, and then Mikey and Don teamed up, and. And they really, they really kind of uh, explored this a bit, you know. Where where Leo and Raph are a bit more of the extroverts, Mike and Don are, or maybe more of the introverts at times. Of course, Mikey, know yeah, can be a little crazy, but I think, I think, <laughs> um, you know, amongst the group, amongst the, um, you know, the four of them, he's he's a bit of more of the kind of, you know, chill, laid back one. So. Um, I think that works well with, with Greg Sipes as well. So, um, but, uh, uh, I don't know, is that, is that something that, that, um, developed over time or is that something that, uh, that you and Peter kind of wanted to, um, address like a- at the very beginning, as far as, um, you know, what are these, uh, you know, how all of these, um, all these personalities, how they all mix together
1: well that's a it's a great question and it's true it's you know because you know putting into perspective that you know pete and i grew up on you know uh, uh, the avengers and and x-men and uh, the fantastic four and you know um you so many comics that you know it was a um it's that group dynamic where there's always going to be different opinions different attitudes different abilities you know that you know you you have to have um i feel like a bit of conflict because um, you will you know whether it's people you work with or, the, or your own family but it also always seemed that we'd love that dynamic that you can have differences of opinion um, and and have issues with each other but when you know if something comes in from outside to that, that threatens the family then you all bond together as a family and, and, and deal with it um, so yeah it's always been you know you look at like you know some of my favorite you know um, the early issues of the Mirage issues right up to um, I guess one of my um, one of the highlights was the Return to New York series um, that, that, that Peter and I did. Um, yeah, that was like having that conflict and having those issues and, and, you know, then as a family figuring out how to resolve them, to me just this creates a really uh, dynamic uh, story um, and, and something you want to tell as, uh, you know, keeps the heart and soul and, uh, um, you know, puts the characters through the paces, you know.
2: Yeah, it's... It- something that we get um from pretty much everyone that we talk to is as far as what they say is the most underrated aspect uh or maybe underappreciated aspect of the turtles by the general population is um, the family aspect and that how pivotal that is uh with the turtles so um yeah it it's uh it's there and it always has been and it's something that i think all turtle fans really appreciate
1: yeah that was really you know that's why i love working with i mean tom identified that you know that's what he loved about the stories in the first place and that you know i officially call tom uh you know one of the turtle's stepdads for sure um but he he really he embraces that idea and that's what that's what uh, why he's such a wonderful storyteller he really cares about the characters and 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 you know wants you to care and and you guys do i know of course wants to make it make it work right
0: hey uh kevin so another one of our listener questions i i actually work out here in colorado at sports radio so i'm a big sports guy and uh one of our one of our questions a listener sent us uh if you could answer this once and for all because he uh lives in new york city and he came from new york a guy named uh, jim rummy uh and he wants to know once and for all are the turtles mets or yankees fans
1: <laughs> oh you can't put that on me that's hard because like, you know I'm from, I'm from New England I'm from Massachusetts so I'm going to pick you know Red Sox um, <laughs> but, you, know, you know what we could do and I could, this is, I could answer, answer like a politician that you could have uh, like uh, the split between you know maybe it's uh, Leo and Ralph that like uh, the Yankees and Don and Mike like the Mets
2: I could see that I, think, <laughs> I could see, see
0: Ralph more as a Mets fan more blue collar. Yeah. <laughs> More angry. More angry. Uh,
2: well, um, bef- uh, thank you so much uh, for um, for spending this time with us. I do want to uh, leave off with one last question. So uh, oh. I, I'm a new dad. Uh, our, our third uh, host, Alex, is uh, unable to join us, um, but he's about to be a dad uh, for the first time. And I'm sure Darby has a kid out there somewhere he hasn't met yet. So... Um, uh, for, for, uh, for, um, and and I, and I, uh, I know, you know, you're a dad and, and, uh, so do you have any advice for, for dads, um, how to introduce TMNT to their kids and maybe, um, like, uh, what, what, uh, what version of the turtles or, or maybe what age or, or maybe how, how you, I mean, I'm sure your, your situation was a little different with introducing your kids to the turtles. So, um, yeah, just any recommendations you have for, uh, for new dads out there.
1: Sure. Well, the first thing is congratulations to you guys. Uh, um, and, and even Thank you you. Know, to Arby's unknown child. No, the, um, <laughs> uh, congratulations on becoming a dad. I mean, that's, uh, one of the proudest moments and, and, my life, uh, certainly for Courtney and I, you know, having uh, our, our son Shane just turned uh, um, 11 at Comic-Con. And he was born July 21st, you know, 11 years ago, right in the middle of Comic-Con, so, you know, perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, That's a good way uh, uh, um, to right? You know, and it's actually it's funny, because um, just reflecting for a second, when he was younger, you know, maybe five or six, um, he, he actually didn't think I had a real job, because, you um, he would see other parents, you know, going to work and his friends, but he's like, as far as he was concerned, um, I just stayed home and drew cartoons all day. Um, <laughs> but for, for new parents, what I found, um, just because I, you know, we're so lucky, we, you know, we, Courtney and I do about um, 12 to 15 shows a year, depending. And we see this, we, you know, we've steadily seen, obviously, since the, the introduction of the Nickelodeon series, this generational thing come about. Oh, yeah. Um, and, know, the original fans um, from the first series and now their they're, they're young ones are, um, you know, three, four or five and just discovering the turtles um, to me, which is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, but a lot of them, uh, I asked them, you know, uh, you know, how did they discover it? Because I always go back to the, the, the way I was when I was a kid. It's like, you know, nobody told me kind of what was cool, especially a parent. I mean, kids decide what they think is cool and what they want to watch and what they don't want to watch. Because, um, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, and uh, But it seemed to me that most of the, especially the younger ones, um, discovered the original uh, late 80s, early 90s cartoon first and evolved from there. Because it was more bright, colorful, and, and a little bit more lighthearted. Um, you know, the Nickelodeon series, to me, which I, I, I dearly love, um, to me really... Um, Addresses and, and goes for that split audience where they want the in-jokes, they want those characters, you know, the Rat Kings and the Renettes and the different characters that the original fans love, but there's still the, the new characters and the zany element, the, the comedy elements like Ice Cream Kitty and, and Michelangelo and the pizza and all that stuff for the younger audience. But it seems to be a tra- just a transition of, you know, the... The late 80s early 90s cartoon first um segueing into uh the new nickelodeon series and, and um, that to me uh if i had to make a recommendation that might be the way to go because you know even you guys might have discovered them originally through the uh cartoon series before discovering even pr- perhaps the, the mirage comic series which um is kind of cool
2: yeah it that's, a, I think, a great recommendation. At, at Darby and I, we both started with the, uh, the 87 animated series, which is 30 years this, uh, this December, I believe. So, unbelievable. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we're, we're all getting older. But, uh, Kevin, I uh, just want to say thank you uh, so much for, uh, for coming on uh, once again. And um, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be sure to uh, send the word out on uh on the kickstarter and um we we'll definitely uh have a couple of uh of kickstarters uh here to uh, help out so uh um best of luck to you and uh, we will uh hopefully be talking to you again real soon
1: i hope so too it's always a pleasure always a pleasure talking to you guys i really enjoy it thanks for uh uh talking about all things turtle especially the the post comic con stuff that's a, that's, a, that's a whole lot of fun and yeah i uh i really appreciate the giving us a shout out for the uh the Drawing Blood Kickstarter, um, you know, if, the, if anybody wants, you know, they can go to Kevin Eastman Studios, like, you know, for all things Turtles, and especially new projects like the like Drawing Blood, um, but it's just great to, you know, great place to find out where I'm going to be, I've got a couple, you know, I think six more shows coming up this year, so people can catch me out there, out in the, out in the world, and we can talk more, and uh, again, can't thank you enough for your support. All those action
2: figures, man, there's a, there's a <laughs> lot of action figures you, <laughs> you got there. <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really cool with the bubble and everything. So, all right. Well, uh, thanks again, Kevin. Really appreciate it. Thank all you right.
1: very much, Kevin. Have a good rest of your Saturday, guys. Yep, thanks. You too. You too. Yep. See ya. Bye.
2: Thanks, Kevin. See you next week.
0: I hope Alex. I hope our phone. I hope Alex's phone was just going nuts with all the texts we were sending to each <laughs> other. <laughs> While he's yeah. sitting there in the wedding, his phone keeps going off. That'd be fantastic. Just being sad. Oh, did you see Tiger Claw tweeted us while we were talking to Kevin? Did you see that? No, I did not. Did he, uh... he, said, he said, you guys are recording the podcast this week? Question mark. Hope you guys talk about the episode with Usagi. Oh. And it's like, well, I mean, we didn't because, I mean, we mentioned it. Kevin did for a second. Yeah. But, well, you it's know. only a first part. You
2: know... <laughs> yeah, it was a 2P continued episode, so. No. But uh, like I don't have Hulu. So I mean it was really that. it was really an episode of the Usagi Yojimbo show featuring the turtles. Is really what it right. was. It was it wasn't a turtles episode. It was a Usagi Yojimbo episode. Um but Oh that's uh, Yeah. And then that that featured the ninja turtles. They like all of a sudden like popped up in the middle of the episode, so. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little different. So. Uh, but uh Yeah, I'd like to get more like nerdy questions in for them. Yeah. Yeah. Can never never have time for all the questions. Yeah. Uh but that was good. We got uh, we got a yeah. bunch in, we got two listener questions in, that's good.
0: No, we got like well yeah, we got two and then you asked him for parenting advice, which I thought was funny.
2: <laughs> well yeah, I try to uh get him stuff that he doesn't always get, you know. Like I feel like most of the Pretty time true. when I hear him in interviews he gets the same damn questions every time, so give him a little right. throw throw a curveball at him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Make him No, no. Out of it. Uh, well, well, that's why when he was like, "Yeah, we had, you know, in our story, we have two creators and one sort of retires and the other one stays on and goes crazy." That's why I was like, "Oh, which one are you, Kevin?" Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, sorry, I didn't mean to. I, I had to. I had to no, be like, "Oh, he, Kevin, I no, wonder which one's it, supposed to be." There, you.
2: there is definitely a wink and a nod that he is uh, the inspiration for for this. So, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's not like a. It, it's not a secret, you know, it's loosely based on his life. so. right.
0: God, I uh, wonder what again. he's like, part of me just wonders like, Hey Kevin, I, you know, I work in social, well, not social. It's like, I work in producing and stuff like that. Any, any, any entry level jobs at IDW, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Really. Well, like, I mean,
2: Ugh. you can always put in a good word for you, but the person you'd probably want to talk to is, is Bobby. Is Bobby Kernow. Yeah. I mean, he's the editor. Yeah,
0: I we, know. We, so. yeah, we've had him on the show.
2: Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. We need to get Tom on the show. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Bobby did break some news on the show, so that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get Tom on the on the show. The, the, Tom, third, the third of the triad of the IDW series, so.
0: Oh, okay. Tom, Tom Waltz. God, it'd be great if, like, if Kevin could come out to Denver for their Comic-Con, I mean, that already happened a couple of weeks ago, but God, if Kevin could just come out here for that, that'd be, it's not like it's that far from San Diego.
2: <laughs> no, no. I mean, he does travel every year. He goes, you know, he puts up a itinerary of all the cons he's going to, but yeah, he hasn't come to Florida in a long time. So, Right. Um, I'm so hoping one just... of these days I'm going to get out to uh, L.A. for to go to SpaceX. And then I'll, uh, I think I'm going to try to, make a trip down because without traffic, it can be like, like two and a half hours. But, uh, so I've already been to ULA. I'm going to orbital, um, ATK, uh, in two weeks. And then, um, SpaceX will be the last one. So,
0: um, I mean, well, yeah, Comic-Con's already over. It looks like his next, next stop is Texas. And then he goes to Hawaii and, then, and he's all over the place. He goes, Texas, Hawaii, Massachusetts,
2: California. Yeah, yeah he goes all <laughs> over then Honduras. the world. And then Honduras. Yeah, he goes all over the world. So, Thank you always to the one and only Kevin Eastman for joining us on the Turtle Power Podcast. And uh, you can check out that Kickstarter right now, Drawing Blood, Volume 1 it is up and live right now it is it is doing fantastic already uh they are already gosh they are just about halfway to their goal already uh the goal is 75,000 they are at 34,000 right now uh with 424 backers still 28 days to go it's basically the entire month of august so check it out right now. And you know, there, there is an early bird option on here actually. So uh, I'm probably going to pick up that one. It's available right now and I'm going to probably order that as soon as I'm done recording this. So, and uh, thanks as always to Courtney Eastman, the one and only Courtney Eastman for uh, helping to set up everything as always. Uh, She's uh, such a great help uh, for us and for the entire podcasting community. So uh, thank you to, uh, to both of them. And uh, we look forward to, uh, the next time. And uh, that's going to be it for this episode of the Turtle Power Podcast. Closing out as a, well, you can pretty much say as always. Uh, it's because it's been a while since we've had another, uh, another audio piece, but man, we are running out. So we better figure out something. It's going to be track seven off of disc two. org, Super Shredder Shelldown. Arranged by Do a Barrel Roll <laughs> Uh which is Zero Nimbus, Axe Deadeye, ratto Professor Sequoia, Elisi, and Danny Kong. And the source I love those names. The source is Technodrome, the final shell shock, stage ten background music. Oh, so good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us once again.
0: trouble shredder That's right. it's all over yeah you'll have to get through us first pal yeah my yeah. oh, pleasure Uh-oh.
2: guys make sure to check us out on our official website www.turtlepowerpodcast.com
0: also follow us on twitter at tmnt podcast
2: you can follow me ryan at big don pat follow me alex at a rodriguez 2005 follow me darby at darby t Patton. like us on facebook facebook.com slash turtle power podcast Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash turtlepowerpodcast.
0: And also share your feedback with us via old-fashioned email, turtlepowerpodcast at gmail.com.
2: Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Stitcher.